By the way, have you heard that weird mashup of a uh, rain uh, Slayer, uh, raining blood, and rock lobster that's gone around the internet? No, I, I pretty great. I, is it? Yeah, there. I mean, stop. there's those are. I don't know. There's one guy that does those so fucking funny, like the Temptations and Black Sabbath one, and like what was the other one that was really good? Oh, round and round with I heard it through the grapevine, like Rat Marvin mm. Gaye. Well, see, I I stopped thinking that those were uh, clever after I realized all they have to do. I mean, it. it oh yeah, all the, the the cheat ones that like pitch shift and fucking slow the tempo of different things. I fucking hate that shit. But no, the way these guys yeah. does it is pretty one to one. He like finds songs that have the same BPM pretty much. And he might do it a slight little bit, but it's not where it's like, okay, that's all warped, and it sounds way lower than it actually is. Like, I, I'll have to, I'll have to send it to you. Like, like, yeah, yeah, send it to me because I, I, I mean, I had this. There was a friend of mine that worked at Target, and he would play music on the the uh, stereo system all the time, and a lot of it was mashups. He loved his mashups. And uh, eventually I realized, you know, there were some things that was like, oh, this is cool. You're, you're like mixing in and out and, you know, like you took a, a way to take two songs and then, you know, kind of put them together in a way that makes sense. But then I realized that a lot of these were just, hey, wouldn't it be weird if uh, we had an Elton John song and uh, we had... Uh, it, now stay with me here, okay? Stay with you. We put it with a Nirvana song, huh? Huh? Yeah, isn't that weird? Or it, wouldn't it be weird if we because we got the vocals for Whitney Houston? Yeah, okay? see that shit's all whack. The way this guy does it, I think it's like all this kind of more blues-based stuff. So it fits really well with the stuff that he's matching it up to. Like he actually pays attention to like the keys of things like i don't know i gotta i gotta send yeah i'll send you one yeah, or two of send them it to me. i mean there was just there one was guy I, I think it was uh i think that's uh, right. crocodile rock and uh chop suey weird yeah it it actually was it worked pretty well together and it was kind of you know clever and whatever but like i said a lot of it was just like, hey, you know, these songs don't go together, so let's make them go together. And then it's like, okay, great. This sounds like Whitney Houston singing over Creed. <laughs> I, what? Why did I need to hear this? Uh, all right, well, let's get going on this episode. I'm going to play the intro music now. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I Think It's a Classic podcast. My name is Tannis Gale, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, John Brummer. John, how you doing out there? I dropped... I'm a doing a great. I dropped that intro music way too hard. Sorry it cut off so gracelessly, therefore. But yeah. it's been a weird time in the world, and sorry we've been gone for a little bit, but we're back to provide you with some distraction from all the nonsense um, that we're not going to get into on this podcast. But anyway, um, as, uh, as I'm about to tell John right now, I'm going to leave in that part where we were just talking about mashups right before. I liked that little conversation that we have. So this episode's going to be preceded by that, John. 
Oh, okay. Anyway, but you listeners already um, know that. <laughs> I, I I do want to point out the fact that uh, when we ended our uh, best of the year special. Oh, what did uh, I mess up I this had... time? You what? What did I mess up this time? No, no. I'm just saying that you know I had promised that we were going to come back, you know, bigger and stronger and harder before than before, and we we were really going to to uh, <laughs> uh, you know just kick 2020 in the ass, and we have not fulfilled that promise <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, 2020 ended up kicking all of our asses. Exactly. Woo! Yeah, because of unforeseen. Well, I mean. To be fair, we had been slacking before this too. Well, yeah. But I mean, we had a lot going on in our personal help. lives. You know, I had no, yeah. I have no weekends free ever, and you know, it's just, yeah, it's, we're we're adjusting. We're still adjusting. We thought we'd adjust a little quicker this year, but circumstantially, it hasn't been able to happen. Yeah, you know, I'd like to say that I, I, you know, that's my excuse. I don't have any weekends free, but. uh you know, contrary to all the working I'm telling you that I'm doing, I'm actually just sitting in a room with the lights off and I'm crying yeah. constantly. Yeah, crying because you watch too much Ozark and it scares exactly. you. It makes you sad. It's whatever. scary, okay? It is scary. Uh, by the way, including Tannis, anyone who has not watched Ozark is fucking up majorly. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, let's not get too into Ozark. Uh, oh, actually... I think Netflix I, is doing just fine without us propping up their shows. I'm pretty sure that you promised me that if we did this episode, that I could only talk about Ozark. Ah, uh, no, I said different Jason Bateman property. I said we could only talk about Teen Wolf 2. Oh, okay. Well, shit, I didn't watch that. Yeah, oh. I only listened to the well, soundtrack. Well, I did five times, so thanks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll just uh, delete these pages of notes in this notepad file. Good all Lord. right. Well, uh, John, have you been? Uh, it's been a while since we've talked. Uh, besides just getting uh, catching back up before we started recording, uh, have you been listening to anything good lately? Any anything new, more specifically, or just anything good in general? But I want to hear about new shit first. Um, let's see. I, uh, I, I mean, really, again, I can't get enough of that new Black Lips album. If right? you haven't right? heard that, right? you're fucking up. Oh, my God, it's so good. Oh, man, um, fantastic. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it's, they just, uh, I, I, I just, that, that band, it just amazes me at every turn. Like, they made a, a, a really great, not corny at all sounding, kind of almost country album, I mean... I, I know, it's, this it's, is straight it, up it's not entirely there's still some traditional black lips uh jams like um what's it called yeah but see angola the, the, the black lips always had angola rodeo angola rodeo is a very traditional black lips song even though it has the song rodeo in it that shit sounds like it could have been on like good bad not evil or arabia mountain to me well, in a actually, good way. I mean, Angelo Rodeo is a, is a very Rolling Stones song. It's very, you know, but they always had a rolling, they always had a country feel to them. I mean, look at Drive By Buddy. Or, or uh, how do you, how do you tell a child someone has died? Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, they, 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 they've always had that country. It was not a surprise to me that 
Jared wanted to put out a full country album. Yeah. And Anglo Rodeo, that, I mean, that has the full, like, on Stones, you know, the, the when the Stones flirted with country, that's, I mean, it, it's it's still the Stones flirting with country, which is now the Black Lips flirting with country. Even the first song, which is probably, you know, Hooker John, which is, like, my favorite, well... Well, yeah, it's about you losing your virginity, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's one of two favorite songs on the album. Yeah, that song's um, catchy as shit. Like... It is. And that is, I mean, that's almost... It's almost... Uh, I, I think that is the closest to the older Black Lips sound. Um, it's got a very drive-by buddy feel to it. Um, and, I mean, obviously, Cole cannot put pen to a paper without writing the most fucked up lyrics. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, leave it to Cole. The, the, someone come up to him and be like, yeah, we're going to write a whole country album. He's like, cool, I'm going to put in a line about teenage boys docking their dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, as I said on our Arabia Mountain episode, you do you, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> and Jared's probably like, no, how about we not, you know, have that in there? Uh, okay, well, then I'm going to write, write, write a line about my son when he's seven, taking acid and tasting breast milk. And it's like, oh, fucking whatever, Cole, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it's yeah. it's fantastic. I've been loving the shit out of it. Man. I've been playing lots of GTA lately and... uh there's a few Black Lips albums on the playlist, and um, <clears throat> I put this one on there twice, so the songs come up more, along with some Eagles of Death Metal and shit. Perfect stuff I, to uh, drive around the desert to. I don't think I ever bought GTA for the my PS4s. I, I almost did a couple of weeks ago, because it was like 14 bucks. I, I might have to look again and see if it's still that price. No, you should. It's but... fantastic. The uh, other album I've actually really been digging lately mm -hmm. um, that comes from a band that you do not like at all is the new album Suddenly by Caribou. I did. I don't not like Caribou at all. What are you talking about? You I hate you, the song you, Sun. You said that. I never you said, said I hated that. Caribou. Never. You said never. that um, if it was a contest between Nickelback and Creed, that you would think that Caribou would win in the worst band ever. That's what you said. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make stuff up, okay? It took me a while to be clever, and Dude, it that, wasn't. So I'm sorry to everyone. That first song on a... Oh, now I can't remember. Is the album called Swim? Yeah, and the song's called Odessa. Yes. Yeah. That, song that song's like one of the best songs ever, man. Yeah, but that's the only song you liked, and you didn't like Sun. No, I don't like Sun. That song's annoying as shit. I fucking love that song. No. It's it's a great dance tune. <laughs> um, did you ever listen to Andorra by Caribou? No, they were they were a band that um so Right around that time, I was working in a bakery with uh, this girl named Jane, and uh, we were both like, mm -hmm. it was cool. It was one of those work relationships where we were constantly showing each other shit that we've, you know, never heard of before. 
And uh, yeah. Swim was an album that I can't remember which one of us brought it in, but we listened to it all the time in there. And I was listening to a lot more of that kind of, um, I don't know how to put it, hipster dance music, I guess. I mean, to just put it in a bass way, you know, shit like LCD sound system and even MGMT to a certain extent is, you know, I put under that category, uh, yay sayer, that kind of shit. And um, I, I just, I dropped off of all of that, like right afterwards, because I got super into garage rock and drone metal and stuff. Like that's when I really, really started like, listening to Boris a lot and re really getting into like the black lips a lot more than I had been. And yeah. So I don't know that kind of stuff just fell off my radar and I never really got back into much of it. So yeah, caribou was a, a casualty of my mindset switching during that period of time. Well, I'm telling you at some point Andorra is going to make it into one of these episodes because that album is fucking fantastic. I I was actually kind of floored by because the the first thing I had heard was Swim and I really liked Swim but Swim is very house influenced mm -hmm. um and I had looked at uh the you know looked at Blur saying about the other stuff and they talked about Andorra being a like a psychedelic record and I listened to it and I was like oh this is like I mean it sounds like straight out of 1968 but with like tinges of modern electronic music that's cool yeah so it's it's one of my favorite albums of all time and um do you ever listen to the dirt I, bombs yeah yeah they, uh, they put out that album party store that was like a, a just a, a super garagey cover of all these old house song and proto electronica songs and oh i, I fucking oh, love it i've never listened to that um yeah, the the thing about Caribou was I really loved Endora. I, I liked Swim. Uh, there was an album that came out after Swim, and I did not care for it at all. So I actually wasn't that excited because uh, the, the album that came out after Swim, I thought was just like Swim, but boring. Uh, and it played too much. It got way too much into the house influence that they have. Right. Um, now this album suddenly it's like it's got the it's got i mean it's it's definitely a lot more like open it's a, a lot more you know different influences um there's a lot more going on than it just being um uh what what the hell is his name um he he what john <laughs> forgot what i was saying um but uh yeah dan snaith yeah. yeah well shit yeah anyway the new caribou is really good it's got a lot more influences than just the whole house thing i like it i would suggest it it's nice. good i no. was stoked because uh Old Man Gloom just released a new album. Oh, I saw that Converge released a new one too. Have you listened to that? Wait, Converge released a new album? Yeah, like today. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We're, you're gonna hear some clicking around the internets. I gotta, I gotta fact check John on this shit. What? Unless. I know Jacob Bannon has oh. a band that put out a new album. 
No? Okay, so it's just one song, but it's 31 minutes long. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's called Endless Arrow. Oh, no, I knew about that. Okay, no. Yeah, there, it's a it's a different version of um, Aimless Arrow. The first song on not the newest album, but the previous one. Why can't I remember the name of that shit? Because it is my favorite. Trespasses? I mean, um... Yeah, it, it, it is the album with that on it. Uh, okay. All We Love, We Leave Behind. That's what it's called. Ah. Uh... I'm like, it's my favorite Converge album, and I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> yeah. God. It's, uh, you know, it's a thing. Yeah. Ooh, there's a new uh, Purity Ring out. I like them. Yeah, I think my girlfriend's listening to that right now. I see on Spotify activity she's listening to the Purity Ring. Um, you know, Tannis, but real quick, you can stop. Oh my lying. god, I want to get back to Old Man Gloom. All right. All right. <laughs> um, fucking Old Man Gloom, the new Old Man Gloom is stoked. It's a band that I didn't think was going to be a band anymore after the passing of uh, legendary Caleb Schofield. But uh, they've gotten Steve Brodsky into their ranks now. And oh. like, it's. It's Old Man Gloom, and it sounds fantastic, and the last song in it, uh, Love is Bravery, is just a fucking ripper of an emotionally heavy song, and, ah, I, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to have more Old Man Gloom, and the best part about it is, um, before this album came out, they released a single. The single is not on this album, because it's on the next one that's coming out next month, or maybe this month at this point. So I'm hmm. really stoked. There's going to be another Old Man Gloom to listen to. I fucking love that band so much. And I, yeah, I'm really happy. Um, I'm getting really excited also for Run the Jewels 4, which I think is supposed to come out this year. Are you into Run the Jewels? I, uh, you know, I, there, there's things that I've heard that I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Did I not tell you my story about leaving Riot Fest early in, uh, I think it was 2018, when they were headlining on Sunday because my feet hurt and I had smashed my face? Oh, pizza, the pizza year? Yeah, that was the year I smashed my face. <laughs> um, Better than and, a smash uh, mouth. Am I right? Am I right, folks? Uh, no, I smashed my mouth, too. Oh. <laughs> And, you know, it reminds me of this time that somebody once oh, told me yourself. the world was gonna roll me. I don't get it. Is I don't it, get it either. Is that a stained song? felt like somebody once told me that the world <laughs> was gonna roll me. No, um, I'm not participating in this. <laughs> I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, okay, Janice? Clearly. Clearly. I uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, you know, I can't remember any other lyrics. So that's, that's where we're going with that. Um, anyway, so yeah, Sunday, I, it was Sunday, Riot Fest 2018. My feet were hurting. My, my face was smashed. And, um, I, uh, was looking at the rest of the lineup and I went, oh, I guess I, I mean, cause the, the only one that I really, 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 really regret not seeing was Bad Religion, but I've seen them like eight times, so yeah. it's not like I hadn't seen them before. Um, I think my other options were like Incubus. <laughs> Technically, we've seen Bad Religion together twice. 
Yeah, uh, we went to Warp Tour once, didn't we? Yep, even though we were separated at that point, we were still there together. Yeah. Yes, we were together in spirit. <laughs> and we were... <laughs> we were praying. We were like, no, good yeah. religion, guys, come on. We were trying to change everybody's mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... Yes, so... FX. Everybody's so negative here. <laughs> um... So yeah, I think the the options that night were uh Incubus, uh Bad Religion, Run the Jewels, which I I I mean literally had only heard like two or three tracks from. Um and god, there was something else that I was just like, yeah, I can leave now. So oh, <laughs> I caught a little bit of Alkaline Trio, even though I don't really like Alkaline Trio, but I had a friend. Oh, is that the band was... with the guy from Blink 182? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, the uh uh I'm not a huge Alkaline Trio fan, but I had a friend who was gonna go that week and especially just for Alkaline Trio. And um since she decided that she couldn't afford to, and she sold her ticket off and everything, um, I took some pictures of them, and then I took off and went back to the hotel and actually slept that night. Yeah, I remember um, that story. They were pretty pissed you broke into their dressing room. <laughs> yeah. like, we're naked. Get out of here. Hey, she was a good friend, and she wanted pictures, okay? Uh, she didn't tell me that she wanted pictures of them on stage and not naked in their dressing room. So I went to jail for nothing, but, uh, you know, really, I regret nothing. <laughs> but anyway, back to Run the Jewels. I was really uh, stoked about Run the Jewels 4 coming out this year, and um, I uh, got really into Killer Mike's album, Rap Music which was produced by LP. It was kind of like their first big collaboration. It's it's almost like Proto Run the Jewels. It's There's only one song where LP's rapping on it, but he produces the whole thing. And it's, oh, it is, it is, it is, John, it, you will understand the gravity of me saying this. It is on a fish scale level of a hip hop album to me. Are you saying that Fish is a hip hop band? No, not like a measurement of, the PH fish, like the Ghostface Killer album. I think you're trying to tell me that you love the band Fish. <laughs> oh, only in that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. And here comes a real pothead, yeah. Homer Simpson. <laughs> Up next, a real pothead. <laughs> <laughs> That's still my favorite joke on like pretty much all of The Simpsons. Yeah. And you know me, that, I've that, got that part a lot was, of uh, favorite jokes. Why do they call them fingers if they never fing? And then it has that time lapse, and Otto's like, oh, there they go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I get what you mean by fish scale. Yeah, fish yeah. is your favorite band. Yeah. So, so check yeah, out Killer Mike like... if you're a fan of fish. <laughs> You're like, you know, Killer Mike and LP, they put out a great album where they uh, they, they have a bunch of wandering 20-minute guitar solos. None of them play guitar. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, no, I, I get what you mean by Fish Scale. Yeah, it's yeah. a great Ghostface Killer album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. You you like you like Wu-Tang stuff, okay? So do I. This is why we're friends. Can we be done now? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yes, we should be done now and actually talk about the album we're meaning to talk about today, huh? Uh, I don't want to do anything. I just want to be done with everything. <laughs> well, too bad, because today we're talking about 
Boris's album Pink, which came out November 18th, 2005, and was produced by Boris themselves. Uh, Boris is a Japanese uh, psychedelic shoegaze Wait, drone doom metal hard rock act from Japan. What were you going to say? Tannis? Yeah. Tannis. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but um, I didn't listen to Pink by Boris. I listened to Boris by Pink. This oh, was her shit. fourth album that was produced by Gary stephenson and it includes her biggest hits um we're still partying and uh i'm still coming up and uh don't oh there's a cover of don't you forget about me on it um shit uh i didn't mean to screw it up this is you know it's really confusing because we have a lot of stuff on this album that could or on the show that could be confused for pink albums well john luckily they're actually very similar, so... Oh, okay, so, yeah. all right. It's, it's okay. kind of like a one-to-one -one comparison. It's... Okay. One, well, then one is a tribute to the other, and I'm, just, I'm not going to tell you which one is which. <laughs> all right, continue explaining the album. <laughs> um, Boris is a super awesome genre-bending uh, heavy rock band from Japan. Uh made up of three people, Atsuo on drums, Takeshi on guitar and bass, and Wata on guitar. And uh, Boris is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, I probably, I need to write all this down so I know the facts on them, but I think they're the band that I've seen more than anybody else at this point. Maybe the Melvins I've seen more than Boris. It's really hard to say, but um, Boris is a band that I've just, I've been in love with for... Yeah, about a decade now, um, as something I listen to every week, probably. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't express it. <laughs> Here I am having the Tannis loss for words because he's super stoked about talking about something he likes. But um, yeah, they're just, I, I, I fucking think they're fantastic. Um, they were introduced to me by our buddy Phil way back in the day. And um, he had just picked up two of their albums, Absolute Go, which was their very first one and uh, Feedbacker, which was new at the time. And I remember I really liked it. Like, I really, really dug, like, what Boris had to offer. But they were one of those bands that, in the early 2000s, was really hard to find their albums. Like, you couldn't just go to any store. Like, it was all mail-order shit from Japan, and I, I don't think Southern Lord had yet started... Um, distributing their stuff in the states i don't think that happened I, honestly until pink maybe they had yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say i think i read that this was the first release that southern lord this this was the one that solidified the deal or whatever yeah yeah and um yeah they were always a band that was on my radar that i wanted to get into more but i just couldn't like because i couldn't find their stuff and their streaming services weren't really a thing and i would try to torrent what i could but again that wasn't much until around uh, 2006 or seven, I think six. Um, again, our buddy Phil, like I was having some hard times, didn't have much income, and he uh, hooked me up with this DVD that was just filled with albums, like a data DVD. And um, yeah. there's some Boris on there, and one of the albums was Boris's Pink. And I fell in love with it instantly, and um, I, did, I didn't really get into more 
chorus albums and really start taking them in until like 2010-ish or so. But this was an album that since my first listen, I was just like, this is some otherworldly shit that I'm super into. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I've loved this album for a very long time at this point. Uh, John, what was your introduction to Boris? Uh, my introduction to Boris was three weeks ago when you said we were going to do this album. <laughs> well, they were a band that was always on your periphery, right? You'd seen the name around. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd heard of them. Um, it, it was always, especially when you uh, would bring them up while we were doing the show, I was like, why do I know that? Um, but the, 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 I think the most, the, the, biggest connection i had to that name was someone um was like oh there's a new boris album i wonder if it's gonna be just as boring as their other albums and so I, then i was like ah maybe i shouldn't check these guys out um i don't remember how long ago that was but i i, I don't know i don't know for some reason i never got into these guys um and so this was the first time i'd listened to them Nice. Well, we'll get into what you thought about it, I guess, since there's not much to talk about uh, with introductions on your end, since it's just fucking happened. So, why don't we just get right into it and hear a little bit of the first track. This is Farewell. Oh, this song, I absolutely love it. It's just drone done to a beautiful perfection, and I think it's a great way to start this album. What did you think of Farewell, John? Um, I, I think it's, I mean, it's a great, pretty song. It was not what I was expecting, especially when you were talking about, like, drone metal. Um, I had heard, everything that I had heard about Boris had attributed, uh, like, a sludginess to them uh you know a heaviness and this was i was like at first i was like did i download the right album like <laughs> this is not what i was expecting um the beginning has a really nice kind of like dub feel to it mm -hmm. um and uh I'll, when it kicks in it reminded me a lot of drive like jehu right okay okay there ah oh, man so there was some comparison i was trying to drag around in my head about i know exactly what the part you're talking about when like yeah yeah that's very drive like jehu yeah and well and and the vocals um yeah if, if it's not quite this song i think it's uh it's either the next song or the the song after that but there's definitely a drive like jehu influence um which, you know, it, it, or at least, like, uh, it may not be an influence because, you know, at, at this point, there it was really hard to get a hold of Drive Like Jehu albums, um, but they may have, and, and I think actually maybe at this point they had started, I think, g at least getting on um, the track to releasing, re-releasing some of those albums. Right, right, right. But so... But yeah, this song is just overwhelmingly powerful live. Like, it's one of those ones that 
when I when they when I hear that first little bit of this start, I just get shivers up my spine. I'm just like, oh, here we go. Like, oh, I I fucking love this song. It's kind of only eclipsed by the uh, the version they did with uh, Mersbo on the uh, Gensho album. I think it, or it was was it the Boris and Mersbo live one? I think it's on the Gensho. Mm. But yeah, it's on Gensho. Yeah, the one with uh, Mersbo is just, a, it's a little bit of a different arrangement, and it's a, got a lot more weird noise going on. And I don't know, I just, I almost prefer it, but I also think this version is pretty perfect in itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're pretty perfect. Oh, I think you're pretty perfect, John. Oh, I was lying. <laughs> I think you're pretty perfect, like little George Michael Bluth's pink mouth. <laughs> Tobias wants to <laughs> stuff so much ice cream in. <laughs> Put another banger in your mouth. <laughs> and I will stuff that pretty pink mouth with so much ice cream, you won't know what to do about it. All right. <laughs> yeah, speaking Anything of, else? No, not really. <laughs> not after that. All right. <laughs> Jesus, why did I go there? All right, speaking of pink, let's uh, listen to a little bit of the title track. And here is, well, a bit of pink. Oh man, I this John, this is literally one of my favorite songs of all time. This, like, this is my favorite song on the album. This was definitely the one where I went, "Oh, okay, this is more what I was expecting." And I was uh, incorrect. Uh, this this was the song that I was thinking of uh, when I was thinking the the Drive Like Jehu vocal influence, or at least you know, coincidence or whatever. This definitely has that kind of um, post punk scream to it you know or yeah post hardcore or whatever <laughs> where it's loud but like i don't know where it's loud but not so strained you know yeah, yeah yeah well no no it was strained but it wasn't just like a full-on like scream you know like more emotion to it more kind of like almost a melodic quality right right but very minimalist yeah, yeah. still yeah but I, I seriously think this is one of the greatest rock songs of all time. Like, I, it's fucking fantastic. Like, this band is so goddamn dynamic, and it's totally on show here. Like, just, I, it, it, it's one of those songs that makes me wish I could play drums so I could just, this would be, like, one of my go-to, like, I'm just going to jam out on the drums, you know. Ugh, I just, I mean, as a drummer, what do you think of Atsuo's drumming, especially on this song? Like. Oh, it's great. It's I mean, it, this one is just a total banger all around. Um the uh the other thing that was weird was that it really reminded me um if there was one a, a song where I I went, "Oh, that's that kind of sounds like something else." Um it reminded me of Warped by uh Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
I don't uh, I don't know the frame of reference, but just to hear you compare it to a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, kind of is that like an well, older one or something? That that was the one. It was the first song off of One Hot Minute, which is one of the only you know. I think there's a total of like maybe six or seven Red Hot Chili Peppers songs that I actually like. Right. Um, one Hot Minute was the one that they brought Dave Navarro on after they kicked out uh, John Frusciante for essentially you know being a heroin addict, you know. Appreciate um it. and uh dave navarro i mean i guess really i should say that this has a very jane's addiction influence with it um dave navarro kind of always had that that like you know you know playing style um mm-hmm. and uh so yeah it, it, that's why i it, there's, there's people who are fans of the red Hot jelly peppers that don't really like that song or the one hot minute album because dave navarro's on it but i've always been a much bigger jane's addiction fan so yeah um yeah but that this song reminds me of that one which was a good thing i thought yeah well yeah that's i'm not sure again i don't know the frame of reference but i can take your word for it yeah you know I don't think that you believe me. Yeah, it's just, you know, when I think of Dave Navarro, I just think of nipple rings and fedoras and Carmen Electra. (laughs) You know, his image after Jane's Addiction really kind of, I think it, 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 um, it salted the band. Like it, it, I don't know. Like I'm, 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 I'm going to get way off subject really quickly because this pissed me off <laughs> today. I was forced to, to listen to, uh, I'm driving a car for the company that doesn't have Bluetooth, doesn't have Sirius XM. So I was flipping the regular, um, radio stations and I came across the hard rock station and they now do this, uh, or they're running this, this, uh, kind of promo thing where it's like, you know, sign up for real rockers on 92.9 The X. And you can do things like vote for our songs where you can choose a good song. And then they played some new Slipknot bullshit and you could get rid of the bad songs. And then they played fucking Ben Caught Stealing by Jane's Addiction. And I was like, you know what? If I ever had a reason to say fuck you to this radio station, (laughs) that was it right there. I mean... Ben Caught Stealing may not be their most rocking song, but Jane's Addiction was a fucking highly influential, incredibly great band. And anyone who says different is fucking Yeah, you can wrong. kind of can credit them, like, even though some people might want to deny it, you can totally credit them just as much as Nirvana for bringing guitar rock back and out of the fucking hair metal days. Yeah. No, I mean... Like that whole Led Zeppelin feel, like, that those that shit had, like, oh, man. Oh yeah, no. It, the 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 influence that Jane's Addiction had, uh, I mean, it really can't be. Uh, it, it it can't. It, there there isn't anybody else who who did what they did. I mean, they really brought the alternative stuff to the forefront. Without them getting signed to a bigger label, I don't think you know. Maybe Nirvana would have saved that, but it was really Jane's Addiction who did it first. And without them. I don't think any of this music would have gone the way that it did. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think you yeah. were totally right. Well, do you have anything so else? So sorry. To... Oh, it's okay, John. It's okay. I was just going to say sorry for hijacking it, but that really pissed me off. No, it's fine. We're a music podcast. You hijacked it for no. good reason. 
now uh, I'm going to hijack it to talk about my favorite kinds of ice cream. Oh, cool. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> if you could compare a flavor of ice cream to any character on Ozark, what would they be? Well, like, let me tell like you. Jason Bateman be Rocky Road, am I right? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> uh, what is the most sour ice cream? Because that would be all of it. Ooh. I think the Sour Patch Kids ice cream that I had a few weeks back. Was it good? Oh, I hate to admit that it was fucking delicious. It was. It sounds disgusting. Oh, I know, but I had to try it because Sour Patch Kids are my jam. And yeah, fuck um, I, uh, I, I, I have to. I do have to hijack it. No, so no, no. We gotta keep going. <laughs> We gotta keep going. No. My, I took my son to uh, uh, Cold Stone Creamery once when he was like four or five, and uh, I got him the size where you can have like two mixins or whatever. And you know what he chose? What? He chose cotton candy ice cream with fucking peanut butter cups. Ugh. And I pretty much wrote him off forever after that. Like, hey, I don't, I still don't call him my son. I, he's a disappointment. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, let's get on with the next song. All right, uh, let's get on with the next song and hear a little bit of Woman on the Screen. Yeah, this song rules. It does its job of keeping the pace up of the album after Pink, because they do switch speeds on us quite a bit through these tracks. But, um, God, yeah, this song rules. It's just uh, got the most banging tambourine I think I've ever heard in a song ever. <laughs> yeah, this this is a, another real rocker, and actually I have to continue with the Drive Like Jehu um actually maybe this is kind of more like hot snakes i think they just followed those guys around like you know just listen to everything um yeah they, that, they're, it, they're it, real like musicians musician like i don't know they're, they you can tell that this band is has a love for lots of different types of music they've made some weird almost yeah. electronic pop albums where wata does most of the singing so it's a female voice and yeah, yeah it's they've done so much different shit and that's one of the things that i love about boris is that they've done so many different things and they seem to do pretty much all those things pretty well like yeah i you know the only criticism i hear is yeah it, it can get boring sometimes with some of the more drawn out drone type of stuff and that's a criticism against drone in general i think and not so much towards boris themselves you know if, yeah, you, if you don't I... like that stuff you just don't like that stuff and i'm not gonna try to no no really a 30 minute song of distortion is fucking <laughs> No, you're not. No, I get it. I get why people don't like that shit. I love it. I mean, I I will say, you know, like I really love. Uh, you, you've listened to True Widow, huh? True Widow? No. The band? Nope. Never even heard of them. That's weird because I think they're on a label that you like own most of the stuff from. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're they've got this droney stuff on it uh, going on, and I I I listen to them. I really like the album, but I I do admit that I uh, I do skip through a lot of tracks because sometimes I'm just not in the really slow like you know droney kind of mood. Um, 
the other thing i was gonna say something else that had to do with that that was about boris and not just hijack to whatever i felt like talking about <laughs> um and i forgot it well no there's not much to say about woman on the screen it's a banger of a song and um i almost forgot to uh say that i went to the 10 year anniversary of this uh album they did a tour where they played it oh, in its I think entirety. I didn't mention that. Not on this podcast. I may have talked about it on the show in previous episodes, but not on this episode yet. So I wanted no, to. No, 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 not on this. I'm saying that at some point when we were talking, you might have mentioned. Them. Maybe. I don't know. They're so fantastic. You know what I am saying <laughs> it, it... is. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm saying. You're forgetting what you're you saying can... again. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the first. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the next song. Um, and let's hear a little bit of Nothing Special. Yeah, this is just some fuzzed out heavy garage bliss, isn't it? It is. I uh, I wrote in my notes here that it, um the best song to wake up a hungover housemate with. <laughs> I I like the lo-fi feel of it. Yeah, that's one thing that this like it's weird this album goes back and forth between uh you know, a more traditional studio sound and then this kind of stuff you know, within a couple of tracks, and I, it's, it's weird how it just sounds so uniform the entire time, like, these totally different recording styles being on this album, and it all flows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Boris is just fantastic. They are so good at doing what they do, and I think it's one of those things that, um, it's just kind of proof that when a band has like a singular vision and they're just left alone to do what they want, like you can get some really cool shit out of it. Like, I think that's why a lot of bands that, you know, Kurt Ballou records, like tend to sound so good because he's just helping them do their thing. And Boris producing this album, just let them do their thing, not through anybody else's interpretation and uh, get the benefit of them taking weird chances like this and it working out in a cool manner. And, yeah, nothing special is a song that is pretty special, I think. Well, yeah. I think nothing special is nothing special. Fuck you. Boom, Fuck plot twist. You. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite thing ever, and you not shit on it. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the next track. And, uh, Hell yeah. Let's talk about some super heaviness and hear a little bit of Blackout. Ow! Was, was he hitting you with the drums, John? <laughs> no, I remembered what I was going to say. <laughs> what were you going to say? As I was... As I was uh, listening to that little uh, beginning part, and I was like, oh, this sounds very Melvinsy. The other day, I was listening to my Alexa, now that it, I can hook it up to uh, Apple Music, 
and um, it was playing my uh, it was playing it when I when I get Alexa to use my Apple Music, it plays a station that is mostly based on stuff that's in my library. But every so often, it'll throw me a curveball. Right. And um, so all of a sudden, I hear something really heavy, and I'm like, "This sounds like a shitty Melvin's." And uh, that turned out to be a Boris song. Fuck you. And... Shitty. <laughs> I, it was. It wasn't that bad, but I mean, if if it had turned out to be like some. Uh, band I'd never heard of, I probably would not uh, uh, ever have listened to it again. <laughs> but was it the song the, "The Power"? I don't know. It was on a Green album. Oh, okay. It's like early. <laughs> you're like, oh, I know exactly what you. No, that's like early ass Boris. I think that's on Amplifier Worship. Oh, uh, that might be it. That sounds familiar. Um. But yeah, I mean Boris, their name is from a Melvin song. Is it Boris the Spider? No, it's just the song Boris by the Melvins off the album oh. Bullhead. Oh, I thought it was Boris the Spider by the Who off of the album The uh, Melvins by the Away. Who? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> who? <laughs> I have a friend that will play fucking um he will play uh, Roundabout by Yes every time we go to the bar. Or if we're out at a restaurant, anytime that we have a place that has a fucking jukebox, uh, is that, play is that... Yeah. okay? Yeah, and it's because it's it's from a meme, so he'll play Roundabout by Yes, and then um, he'll be like, "Hey, do you know who does this song?" And I'll be like, "Yes," and he's like, "No, who?" And I'll be like, "It's Yes," and he's like, "No, who?" It's not the who, it's yes. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, no, who? And it's really annoying because he does it every fucking time. <laughs> just be a total dick next time he does it and just be like, doesn't it say on the jukebox? No, but who is it? You should just go look. Didn't you play this song? It's really weird, man. How do you not know what song you just played? You're yeah. acting really strange. This is what and then, I do and then go tell the bartender to cut him off because he's talking weird and you think he's on drugs and be like, that's what you get for doing that fucking same joke too many times. Now this bar won't ever serve you again, you fucking unfunny asshole. Uh, what I do is, is I just say, you know what? I don't know why I'm here. And then I leave and oh, there you go. he's stranded because I usually drive. <laughs> uh, that's good. Good. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him and his bad joke. Good. Yeah. Fuck that guy <laughs> but anyway let's talk a little bit about blackout uh this is the sound of the earth being torn to pieces slowly and i also wrote that uh it's heavier than your mom's guilt trip after not calling her for a month oh, oh shit. i think wata totally kills the like long drawn ass lead on this just that fucking i think she's playing an ebo on this one possibly I can't remember. I did see it performed live probably a couple of times at this point, but I, and you probably weren't sober. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh. <laughs> uh, my mom is listening. Please don't tell no. her that I, 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 I can't let my mom find out. No, let her know that I like have a beer. I don't... <laughs> uh, I've never told my parents that I've had a beer. <laughs> They just found out. 
Yeah, I just drink all of theirs and then I let them put the math together. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about blackout? Is, it's really fucking heavy and it's very drenched in feedback and it's called blackout. Um, what other stuff can I say that's very obvious? <laughs> um, it's really cool that this was this closes out. Uh, if you have the vinyl, this closes out. Uh, side one. Uh, okay, so if you uh, if you vinyl uh, is the last song on this on there because Jesus that take up a whole site itself. Uh, well, I think it was one of those four sided. Uh, uh, maybe. In, in, in or, just, or it was a shorter kind of, version. I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Um, I wish I did. Well, you. You know, I'm going to call them and tell them. <laughs> I never buy vinyl at shows because I never want to carry it all the way back from the ferry. It fucking sucks. Oh, I know. I, I don't know why anyone buys vinyl at shows. Well, to support but, the band and not be a dick. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I, I'm worried that I'm going to break it. I'm going to hand them over 25 bucks and then it's going to be like, well, cool. Ha have fun holding this piece of broken cardboard. <laughs> like... <laughs> It was like that time yeah, you went to go see Liars. Do you have any t-shirts? No. We have this vinyl record. I don't want it. Will you please take it? <laughs> Nobody wants it. That's the thing. They, I mean, they made I a bad the, album. <laughs> it's actually... I went... I I, uh, I listened to it a couple of weeks ago. I decided to open it up and uh, put it on my son's brand new record player. And I was listening to it and I was going, you know what? I really didn't give this album a chance. Yeah. Um, well, we can talk about yeah. it some other time. We should keep moving along here. We're pretty far into this podcast, and we're only halfway through this album. <laughs> yeah, it's a long <laughs> album, okay? We're not talking about it a whole lot. <laughs> uh, this podcast rules. <laughs> we're fucking so good at this. Yeah, we're we're good at things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, now, ever... now, now at the end of it, we're going to pull a Mark Mirren and John's going to dick around on guitar for fucking two minutes. Too long. <laughs> well, if anyone ever wonders why I'm always single, just listen to how I talk. It's <laughs> that's And then imagine dating me. <laughs> you haven't even it's seen like... him yet. Yeah, you haven't, I mean, you, you don't even get to the point where you uh, you get to look at a picture of me. And just, <laughs> just listen to me talk and uh, then imagine being around that voice and the things I talk about and the fact that I can't stay on a subject uh, correctly. And, and just stretch that out into six months and then you'll just, uh, that makes perfect sense why I always get broken up with around, around or, that time. Or just that long drawn out sentence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just listen <laughs> to what I just said. It's, yeah, oh, I, mean, I, I should not be surprised. What I, I, I am not surprised by the fact that nobody ever goes, you know, why are you single? They just go, well, I'm not asking that question. I already know the answer. <laughs> All right, John. Let's move on to the next song. Let's hear a little bit Let's of Electric.
Now this song is one where I really hear your Dave Navarro comparison. It's, it's well, it's it, I mean, sweet it, ass little boogie rock interlude, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of good influence. I mean, they they just fucking knock it out of the park. That especially the part where it gets into that little kind of like uh, syncopated, like he's hitting the China thing. Um, it, it, it's got a great fucking blues riff. Um, it, this is like Jimi Hendrix turned up to a million. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That fucking rules. Yeah. Uh, not much to say about it, um, but it rules. It's perfect yeah. placement for starting off the second side of a record or second well, half of an album, however you want to fucking. Let me tell you about what happened to me when I was six years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next song. And uh, this is one of my favorite, probably my third favorite song on the album. Uh, this is Pseudo Bread. Oh, okay. Pseudo The song just has so much energy, and uh, I really like the way they put it together. Like, the kind of um like that weird kind of sleazy breakdown part right before the chorus where it's just like down 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 like ah it's just such a fun song and it always gets stuck in my head the little part that they do throughout the chorus yeah and uh yeah i don't know i just feel like on this one takeshi the guitarist slash bassist gets really uh dynamic on this one, the word I'm throwing out a lot when describing this band, but it's how I feel. Um, yeah, I just, I, I here I go, stumbling over my words. That's how you can tell I like it a whole lot. It's catchy as hell, here although I, I can't Here I go, here I go again. Tannis, what's my weakness? Boris! <laughs> no, it's Ham. Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, another gold star solo from Wata. Like, I just, I think she's one of the most fascinating and interesting guitar players of all time. Severely underrated. Um, and watching her play live is fucking awesome because she's this tiny woman, but she plays a full-size Les Paul. And it's funny, you forget how big Les Pauls actually are until you see them on a smaller person. You're like, oh yeah, those, <laughs> there's a reason they called them axes. Like, fucking Christ, those things are gigantic. The necks are so thick and ugh. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm God. It's, it's some people. I'm surprised can even hold those things. I mean, they they are, you know, uh, uh, like when when Zach Wild wears one or or you know, slash Cage or slash, they look like like you know kid guitars compared to the you know how big those guys are. But I mean, they're the heavy like one of the heaviest guitars. Um. They're big. The neck, I, I can't, I have, I mean, well, we both have pretty small hands. I think you're the only person I know that actually has smaller hands than me. Yeah, it's weird because my dick is huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I have, I, have, I have that weird thing where I have gigantic palms, but I just have smaller fingers. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I have just small hands. Yeah. But uh, mm, you're like a jewel. 
The jewel? My hands are small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my own. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, just like that. Consoles. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I can't. Whenever I've played an actual Les Paul, I can barely get my hands, you know, around the thing. Um, long necks. Uh, yeah, it's the heavy guitars. I love those guitars. I love the way that they sound. But I mean, if I was ever actually a good guitarist, I probably couldn't play one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Like, yeah, they're they're something else. And why? Well, yeah, she's just a proficient. It's like it's a it's a second part of her. It's yeah. I can't recommend seeing Boris live enough. I really can't. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go out and see them tomorrow. What? <laughs> but the quarantines. <laughs> well, you're you're supposed to say I can think of at least three th things wrong with that. <laughs> But I anyway, can think of four, um, so I didn't. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pseudo bread. I like it. Uh, it's a. Uh, I feel kind of like it. Uh, it's. It's like a Motorhead song that that kind of feels like it could fall apart at any second, but it also has a weird pop feel to it. Right. Um, yeah, it, like that. That driving bass drums really kind of gives it that Motorhead feel. Mm -hmm. You know. Um. But yeah, it's yeah. It's Great. it's really cool. Um, I I didn't mention earlier. Uh, Takeshi also when when I say he plays guitar and bass, he doesn't put down one instrument and pick up the other. He plays one of those weird ass double necks that is both, and it's oh. really fucking cool to watch him. I mean, watching any of them play live, like Atsuo is one of the most fun drummers to watch. Like he really has that. You, I don't know, a lot of the times, like, you know this, you're a drummer, you pay attention. A lot of the time, a, dr a drummer can just meld into the background and not be exciting. But Atsuo, he plays with this uh, little, like, headset mic. And so, like, in pink, when you hear the ow in the background and shit, that's him. Like, he's all doing all that yelling and screaming, and he's just so grollish, Keith Moonish, you know, with the uh, the wildness of moving around and stuff, and... Yeah, he's just a cool motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I could. I. They excite me. What can I say? Um. Anyway, let's uh, go to the next song. <laughs> Are you trying to tell us that you're gonna have to change your pants after this? Yeah, maybe. But uh, let's go to the next song and hear a little bit of Afterburner. This is a fucking awesome little sleazy blues rock jam. I, I love this song. And it's funny, I'd always get it confused with Pseudo Bread because it just never made sense to me that such a laid-back song like this was called Afterburner. So, like, title-wise, I was always confusing the two. <laughs> I don't know why. That always fucked me up. Well, it's not like any of these uh, song titles are really... Um... You know, like, uh, I guess uh, a particular... A couple of them work. Songs. Like, Blackout really works. Farewell works. 
I think uh, machine and just abandon myself also work. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I I wouldn't have ever thought that, and, and I feel like this kind of makes sense being called afterburner after a pseudo bread, which is a fairly upbeat, you know, hard rock metal song. Um, and then this is the afterburn, where it's just kind of a more chill blues song. It's it's not like you know, it's not like a it's not like a carpenter's soft, but it's <laughs> it's definitely, you know, not the driving uh kind of craziness that the motorhead craziness that I was talking about in pseudo bread. It's it's just a little bit of a bluesy like, you know. Yeah. Just kind of goes. Yeah, it's know? a super groovy and you know, kind of sexy little doom jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? man. Yeah. Like freedom uh, rock, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 motherfucker, yeah, yeah, fuel, burn, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. <laughs> oh man, all right, uh, yeah, let's <laughs> fuck it. Eh? We were getting so sidetracked this episode, and it makes me kind of mad because this is one of my favorite fucking albums of all time. <laughs> but I'm having fun. Well, you know what? If you if you want to stay on topic, you find someone who's boring, and then you have a boring pod. <laughs> All right, so just moving on to the next track. Let's hear a little bit of six three times. Now, I like this song, but I do feel like maybe this is the only part in the album where it slips. Yeah? Yeah, like, I, 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 I kind of wish this song and Afterburner were switched and we would have got to this fuzzed-out track a little sooner. Yeah. And then have well, Afterburner basically be the pre-closer, because the last two tracks, I don't know, in my head I always counted as one. My um, my feelings on this is that I can't talk about it because six three times is the number of the beast. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, what? What? Oh no! Like, I six, just real. I just realized that. Yeah, I, and I can't talk about devil music. Oh, me, neither can I. You no. Know? All right. Yeah. Well, All right, let's go on to the next song. <laughs> no, do you have anything to say about six three times? It's a pretty basic, uh, fuzzed out track uh, along the lines of nothing special. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just, I, I just think it should have been switched in the order with Afterburner. It would have flowed a little yeah. better right at the end for me. That's all. But I still yeah. like it. It's all right. It's all right. I usually do skip past this and the next one just to get to the last song. I just, we'll get to it, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about six, three times, or maybe just one time? No, I, I told you I can't talk about Duffel Music. <laughs> All right. All right, let's uh, move on to the next track and hear a little bit of the pre closer interlude uh, My Machine.
Yeah, there's not much to say about this one. It's pretty, it's mellow, it's chill, and it sets up the last track perfect for me. That's about all I have to say about it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a machine that I had once. That was mine. <laughs> Did it sound like the song My Machines by Battles featuring uh, Gary Newman? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I Well, I don't know. I've never heard it, so. Oh, that's a great song. You should hear it. I, I strongly yeah, suggest that. I was gonna hear battles when I saw them open for Wolf Mother and Primus in July, but seeing as this stuff's going on, most likely that's not gonna happen. No. Oh. Well, fingers crossed. It still will. Let's hold out hope for that shit and all this shit to just be done. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Let's get to the closer yeah let's get to the closer and let's hear a little bit of just abandoned myself Now, this is just the perfect closer to me for this album. Like, it is just a near-perfect song, in my opinion, and I don't think it could have ended the album on a bigger note. Like, it's just fucking... Ah! It's so driving and uh, emotional-sounding and just... Yeah, I really, I really, really enjoy this song. John, what did you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. Um... I uh, I don't think that I ever actually lasted through the whole 18 minutes. Okay. Um, it does kind of drone out at the end, and so I understand that. Yeah, it, it just it just kind of repeats itself. Um, I enjoyed the first part of it, but I remember at one point I was like, man, it, it you know, because I was listening to the deluxe edition, so I knew that there was more songs coming. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, it's gone through like four songs, and then I'm like, oh, nope. No, it hasn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, this is one of those fucking songs to see live that I on the Pink Tour that I just... Oh, man. I It blew me away. It was a great w- way to finish the night. And I just... Yeah. I uh, can't speak higher of this band. Like, I just think this album is pretty perfect. And it ends perfect. Starts perfect. The middle's perfect. Every goddamn thing about it is perfect. It's just so powerful to me. I don't know. I could... Yeah? Yeah. I'm starting to stumble again, so I'll stop talking. (laughs) But yeah, what did you... What did you think of this album as a whole, John? I want to know. I've been excited to know your opinion as a whole. I've kind of gotten hints at it, but I want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. I I liked it. Um... I don't know if it's going to be something that, you know, sticks in heavy rotation for me, but uh, I was surprised, um, especially at some of the more upbeat tunes, uh, that, you know, it wasn't as boring as whoever had said to me that they were boring. Right. Um, And I, I, I still, I actually can't remember who had said that they were boring. Um, 
That's, so that sounds yeah. like something Zach might have said at some point. Because I don't think Zach don't was always into this was. band. Oh. <laughs> it sounds very like brush off, like, oh, you know, just probably some boring ass chorus album just like the last one. <laughs> yeah. It sounds very I, I, Zach to me. I I don't know. I don't think so. I doubt I, it was one I, of your Midwest I, friends. No, I I feel like it was uh like it was in a message board or something that I had stumbled into or like I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, no, I was uh highly pleased with this album. There's a lot of good rockers on it. Um it, it I will keep it in my library and I'm pleasantly surprised when uh songs like Pink or Woman on the Screen or Nothing Special, you know, pop up there. Hell and yeah. uh, give me something to rock out on. Yeah, when so, when I hear Pink, it's one of those songs that's like, I want to see John drum on a steering wheel to this. <laughs> it's one of those songs, what? That I I, I think, I want to see John drum on a steering wheel to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, give me time. This could become my favorite album of all time. No, you know, it, 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 some albums end up hitting me in a... um at a weird time and and they end up meaning a lot more, you know people will be like what's with that big pink dot on your arm you're like oh yeah i used to have the hammers from the wall fuck pink floyd man boris all the way yeah only band <laughs> man you'll become this total like exactly. bro super fan that only listens to boris but is like super broy <laughs> about it oh you got a bro boris of- shirt can you can you name five songs bro no not from the <laughs> latest album talk about the japanese only releases you're not a real yeah, kind of like how I am with King Gizzard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, they um, they obviously canceled their tour. They were supposed to be here in like two weeks. Oh darn! Uh, they'll have to record six more albums in their downtime. I I was gonna say that they they said you know hey sorry we have to cancel you know obviously but uh, there's plenty more music coming your way. And I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. I <laughs> yeah. didn't expect anything less from you guys. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, John, what album are we going to be talking about next? We're going to be talking about the uh, 1997? 1998? Seven, right? 1997 classic Around the Fur by the Deftones. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Ninth, this is. Uh, ninth grade Tannis is so stoked right now. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, to me, I, I think that's their masterpiece. I know most people would fight me and say it's Wait Pony, but fuck you, it's Around the Fur. I think you, you, at this point, you could debate between a few different albums, but we can get to that when we talk about Around the Fur. Because, yeah, yeah, that makes me really excited. And it's the first podcast where I get to directly talk about Max Cavalera. So, woohoo! <laughs> and I get to talk about how uh, my theory is that Max Cavalera only knows how to say soul. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and f- being free, stick up for yourself, soul fly. All right. You got to live. Well, you have to live free. <laughs> God, I love Max right. Cavalier. Anyway, all right. I want to say goodbye. Yeah, and I want to go eat some lunch, and then uh, we're gonna play some Call of Duty. <laughs> Hell <Duty>. yeah. <laughs>
I'm going to actually, while you're eating lunch, find something for me and my son to eat. And then we're going to play some Call of Duty. Noise. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening again uh, from me, from John. Uh, We all wish you a goodbye. Goodbye.